0: Alright, welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what other movies inspired it. Today on the show, we're talking about a movie that I wish more people would see. People aren't going out to see this movie called Alpha, but uh, we're going to get into uh, why we think that is and why you should go see it. Uh, But before we get to that, I want to remind you all... Uh, Make sure you're subscribed to Piecing It Together on your favorite podcast app. If you're enjoying the show, uh, rate and review us on iTunes. That would be awesome. Five stars would be even better. And, of course, follow us on social media, at piecingpod, where you could uh, keep up with everything that we've got going on. And uh, also... Any kind of uh, movie conversations you want to have with us. We we are really open to feedback. I'd love to have some of you on the show. I'd love to maybe just get some comments from you on the show. If you have any ideas, any thoughts on the puzzle pieces we discuss here on the show, any of the movies – let me know. Get in touch. Remember, it's at piecingpod, and you can also email me directly by davidrosen at gmail.com. So yeah, get in touch. And with that, let's get into today's episode. I've got returning co-host Chad Clinton Freeman talking to me about this movie that we both loved called Alpha. Uh, Alpha is written and directed by Albert Hughes, one half of the Hughes brothers. This is a bit of a departure for him. This one is about... Uh, It's about a story set in 20,000 B.C. as a uh, a hunter of a native tribe gets separated from his uh, family and is thought to be dead. And in the process of trying to survive in the wilderness and get home, uh, he ends up befriending a wolf. And supposedly this is the first time in recorded history. This is how the uh, partnership of humans and dogs came to be. I don't think that's true, but what I do think is that this is a great movie, a movie that more people should be seeing, and so I was really glad to get a chance to do an episode on this one right away while it's still in theaters. Hopefully it'll be in theaters for a few weeks still, and you can get a chance to see it because uh, this is definitely one to see on the biggest screen possible, but we're going to talk about that and a whole lot more on the episode, so let's jump right into it. So we got back with us again, Chad Clinton, Freeman, Chad, how you doing? I'm
1: doing great. How are you, Dave?
0: I am uh, doing really good, man. It's been uh, It's been a busy movie couple of weeks here. There's been a lot of, <laughs> a lot of movies right. to see. Yeah, and I mean, we finally, finally got this movie Alpha that uh, we both I think had been like cautiously looking forward to for a while.
1: Oh, definitely, definitely.
0: Yeah, it it, uh, it was supposed to come out. Um, I actually looked it up before we started. It was supposed to come out in September of last year, um, and I think that date because I read that that was the original date. But I'm pretty sure it was supposed to be sooner than, like, earlier than that as well. But that was, I guess, apparently the first official release date. And right. almost a year later, here it is with uh, unfortunately, like, no advertising. It's doing really All poorly. Right. Um, I think this is one of those rare episodes of piecing it together where, uh, you know, maybe we could drive a few people to the theater to see it. Uh, That would be awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Hopefully we could actually uh, affect some positivity in this world because uh, I want more people to see this movie, Alpha. I think, we, you know, we might as well just jump right in with our puzzle pieces here. Why don't you go ahead and go first with your first puzzle piece?
1: (laughs) Okay. Uh, well, you probably are guessing you probably know what I'm going to say. is my first puzzle piece, and that's probably why you're having me go first here. But um, sure. anyway, my first uh, puzzle piece is 300. <laughs> um, I think there's a, a couple of things here that really would point to me saying 300. Uh, one is, uh, of course, the the, um, the moment when he gets thrown off the cliff. Um, sure. It has a very uh, 300 feel to it, um, you know, uh, especially kind of uh, calls back to the uh, the scene, the kicking scene. Well, two scenes in mm-hmm. 300. There's a cliff scene in there. And then there's also the, you know, the, the this is Sparta kicking scene. Um, but yeah, um, to me, I, I think that 300 was obviously an influence with this movie. Not just that moment, but then also the moment later on with... Um, um, when he, he and the dog are in the, uh, cave and there's the panth panther, uh, and, uh, you know, this, the, the, the big, uh, face-offs of the, uh, the dog versus the panther. I'm wolf. Sorry. Um, and, uh, <laughs> That moment, though, reminded me a lot of the opening of 300. The, the where, puppy
0: versus the panther. <laughs> right, right.
1: Uh, but that scene reminds me a lot of the, the the opening scene in 300 where you have the boy, and he go, he's in the cave. And I it's been actually, I guess, a year since I rewatched 300. So I, I don't even remember exactly if it was a wolf, it was a beast, or what it was. But there was a big scene where uh, the boy, you know, the the young scrawny little boy and then he overcomes um uh, by uh killing uh the beast in the in the like cave um uh, which is sure, yeah. the the opening for the film but um yeah uh, i mean and not only that i mean this is just a very visually pleasing you know gorgeous looking movie as well totally different than 300 because i mean with the, with this movie really um i couldn't i, I saw it in 3D uh, so it may be different, you know, if you're not watching it in 3D. But in 3D, I, it was hard for me to really tell when stuff was CGI and when stuff was actually real. I mean, it worked so well in 3D. Um, so uh, that was one of the big differences, though, that it was it was a very beautiful and, and like, lush-type movie like like 300. But 300 is obviously, like, you know, it's all it's all CGI, uh, but with sure, this one, sure. I felt like it was very uh, pretty seamless with the because I mean, especially with the with the wolf. I couldn't tell when it was real and when it wasn't. I mean, and, and I, I would think that most of it was, you know, actually the wolf because, uh, there was the, uh, the stunt wolf, Chuck, was that his name? Um, that's right. Chuck, the wolf dog.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, he gives an amazing
1: performance. Uh, and sure again, does. like I said, I, I couldn't tell when, uh, any of the stuff was actually CGI and when it wasn't, but uh, yeah. So uh, for me, that was the big, big uh, puzzle piece though. uh, 300.
0: Sure. Yeah. No, I, I did know that you were going to say that for sure. (laughs) Um, And more, yeah, more than those specific scenes or anything, just the overall, like the heavily stylized look of the film. Mm -hmm. Although I I would say like you were kind of uh, saying there, this one kind of like blends a little more naturalistic uh, cinematography um, with that CGI style that, that, you know, 300 really kind of ushered in, in a lot of ways. Um, but, but yeah, it's, it's a really beautiful looking movie. Some of the shots, whether they're the more natural looking shots or the more heavily stylized shots, they really, really look great. Um, I, I had to look up the guy who, um, the, the cinematographer and the only thing I recognize is good night, mommy of other movies right. that he had done. Yeah. Um, I was yeah yeah, I was pretty surprised. I I was actually, uh, I I guess I should use this as my next puzzle piece since it's such a good, um, transition, but I was actually thinking during the movie that it was going to be the same cinematographer as war for the planet of the apes, Mm. um, which is my next puzzle piece. Um, and mainly it's because of the cinematography. I mean, these, the, the lush settings that they're going on this journey across. Um, and you know, each, each, uh, each major scene kind of starts off with like this beautiful overview of the, the environment Mm -hmm. and then the struggles they're, they're uh, they're facing as they're trying to traverse that environment. And uh, I I feel in a lot of ways, that's kind of how um, at least the middle portion of war for the planet of the apes worked and which was, you know, I know both of us loved that movie and it's such a gorgeous movie. And um
1: well, it's funny because I thought of War for the Planet of Apes. I didn't write it down on my list, but uh, mm-hmm. I thought of it and, and for other reasons. The, the two reasons were because, again, uh, this is a movie that um, has um, – you know, no English dialogue, and there are short sure. stretches yeah. where there's no dialogue, um, and to be able to carry a movie, you know, um, with without any English dialogue, especially for today's day and age of um, movie watchers, uh, is a very hard thing to do to to really pull yeah. people in to, and to make them. So on this, you know, it's in a, a, a it's not sign language like *Planet of the Apes*, but it's in who knows it may be even a made-up language i'm not even sure um yeah and and then for (laughs) a lot of the interactions also to be human and a dog i mean that's what most of the movie the majority of the movie is um sure uh, is uh is very very cool though that it it was able to pull that off and to and to uh, keep your attention as it does the other thing though that reminded me of planet apes is also um sort of uh this may be kind of a stretch but uh a little bit there with just the relationship that Caesar has with the little girl whereas that he especially early on when they go on the journey and she comes along he does not want her there and he's really reluctant that she is there um and then with this one the, the early on when they when they start the relationship with the boy and the dog um he of course you know uh is friendly to the dog and then uh, helps the dog heals the dog and then of course the dog's following him and he's just kind of like you know you know like he's just like what the what are you doing you know and it's just kind of yeah. that 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 <laughs> relationship there um the the other movie though that that reminded me of and again this is a funny one cuz um uh, i think this movie the 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 movies that I thought of, really, when I look at the list, it's kind of bizarre. Um, but actually, <laughs> um, the 1982 movie, Annie. Okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, Annie, when uh, there's actually, the, 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 I think, a song she sings, Dumb Dog or something like that. <laughs> the dog's following her and I don't even remember how they even met or anything, but obviously I think it's probably something along the same lines. Maybe she did something nice. And then the dog was like, Hey, this is my friend. So I'm going to follow him. And then she's just like, you know, just kind of frustrated and just like, you know, you know, uh, I almost feel like that he could have, you know, broke out in song and sang Dumb Dog um, when, the, when the, dog, the dog was like, you know, kind of keeping his distance, but kind of creeping up behind him, making sure to see where That's he's going. That's the Disney version of
0: this movie. For sure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah. Um, uh, Annie. Um, again, uh, but yeah, and I see that with War for the Planet of the Apes again. Uh, yeah, the, the cinematography, beautiful in that movie, and beautiful in this one as well and again though i don't think i saw war for the planet of the apes in 3d so i don't know how that one like looked in 3d but with this one sure. this one felt really even more like real and natural like the environments right. especially especially i love when they do the um the scenes where it goes from day to night, or night to day, mm-hmm. and they did with the time-lapse, and then they do the, like, um, you know, uh, go through, like, the mountains, or they show you, like, the the water, and it just pans across it, and then you have, like, the, you know, the bird fly over, just very, very beautiful. Yeah, I, I mean, again, you were talking early on about how, you know, uh, hopefully more people will see this movie, Yes. This is one of those movies that you need to see on the big screen. Um, I wish we don't have uh, an IMAX or Adobe or any of that where I'm at now. I wish that I could see this on the big screen, but I am very happy that I saw it in 3D because it is is gorgeous in 3D. Um, But uh, any big screen, I mean, the bigger the better, I think.
0: Yeah, I saw it on a regular screen, and the day that this episode goes up, I'm planning on seeing it in IMAX 3D before oh, it nice. leaves, because I'm sure I'm sure it'll get kicked out by next week. Right. Um, but by the way, I just love the idea that um, if we were to stop this right now, your two puzzle pieces would be 300 meets Annie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I I definitely need to get a hold of Albert Hughes and ask him about that. <laughs> So uh, my next puzzle piece, um, which was the first one that I actually thought of, um, is Apocalypto, which, Mm, as you know, is a movie I absolutely love. Um, And while that is, of course, a much darker movie than this, although Alpha did end up being a lot darker than I expected it to be. It's it's pretty scary for like basically a family film in a lot of ways. No, it
1: is. It is.
0: Yeah. And, uh, so it was pretty surprising how dark it was and, and violent and stuff, but, um, but more so, uh, you were kind of getting into it a little bit, uh, before there with, with the, um, you know, the, the unknown ancient language that they're all speaking and how there's no English spoken. And, you know, that, that's something that was, you know, kind of mind blowing for me with Apocalypto. Um, and, you know, to put that in a, a somewhat mainstream movie, um, you know, it's pretty pretty surprising. Um, and and you know, I, I really thought you know when we first saw the trailer for this, like you know, over a year ago, I I had no idea it was going to be like this. I mean, sure, they didn't speak English in the trailer, but I mean, I did think it would be a little more of like a you know a mainstream story, uh, you know, almost a you know just like a a pretty just blockbuster type of movie right. rather than rather than what is essentially uh, uh, like an art house film with a really big, great CGI. Right. You know? Right. Um, But uh, yeah, back to Apocalypto though, um, definitely the, the, uh, the use of, of a foreign language and, and uh, trusting that the audience is going to come along on, on a journey like that. Uh, You know, a, a, a dark, scary journey with no English and, you know, yeah, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> that's a uh, that's a pretty wild thing to put out in the middle of the summertime.
1: No, I totally, totally agree with you, too, because that was the thing is a, a couple of the other movies that um, I was thinking of. Of course, um, one is the um, more blockbuster version of 300 and Apocalypto, and, and that's 10,000 B.C. Uh, sure. And then also uh, the, the other one that I was thinking of, which is uh, a, a very, very dark and violent, like Apocalypse apocalypto and that's a pathfinder um and what's neat though is that here's a movie that yeah it kind of brings to mind some of these very like dark and violent like um you know prehistoric movies um and this movie really it kind of fits in with those but then at the same time I mean, something like Annie isn't that far of a stretch because it very much kind of almost seems Disney in a way, too. Um, right. very, very interesting about it is that it does have uh, – it is a dark movie overall, and then it does have this very dark – especially the, the beginning. is very dark feeling to it. Um, and then for it to tie in that, but then also to be like a feel-good movie at the same time um, and to be a movie uh, – that has, you know, really positive themes as well. Um, it's a very, very interesting movie in that aspect, which is why when I was writing down my list of movies, I was like, "This is a bizarre list.
0: <laughs> it's funny. My, my dad asked me yesterday, he was like, so did you see Alpha yet? And I said, yeah. He was like, did you like it? And I was like, yep, I loved it. And he was like, did you cry? And I was like, yeah, I did. And he was like, all oh, right, I got to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Right. It's like why can't why can't they why can't they market it that way you know and maybe people would show <laughs> well, I up, think you know? I think
1: that's the thing I think that kind of uh, does uh is the problem with the movie is that how do you market this movie because do you yes, market it to is very the difficult. to the to the people who are like oh yeah Apocalypto three hundred Pathfinder ten thousand BC or do you then market it to as like a family movie and and um you know it is a very just kind of weird movie in that sense and then there's some other puzzle pieces that i'll get to thematically which i guess i could go ahead and bring up but uh, yeah i'll go ahead and go into those but um what i thought of were actually in um um i know uh uh, I think you called them girly movies, and I think that my uh, <laughs> my girlfriend has actually called them chick flicks. I know neither one of you are big on them, but uh, The Mountain Between Us uh, and then Adrift, mm. which came out this year, uh, those were two movies that came to mind too. And here's the thing, what, what made me think of those two movies is because uh, uh, it's just thematically because both of those movies, they're, they're like survival-type movies about people that um, basically have no business surviving where they survive in the environments that they're put in. Um, and mm. just like this, when you've got this boy who's deserted – um, and then in those, you've got um, couples uh, that are uh, – one's a, two people thrown together. They don't even know each other, and they have a, they're have they in a plane crash out in the middle of nowhere on the top of a mountain. And they have to go through and um, figure out how to survive and how to get back to civilization. And then when a drift, it's sure. a couple, and they're out in the ocean, and one of them has uh, horrible injuries. And so it's left to uh, this woman who, who, she isn't, you know, a, a sailor or any of that stuff. It's left to her to to h- try to figure out how to get back to civilization.
0: So both of them, though. Are you saying that Shailene Woodley is a wolf dog? <laughs> is that what you're trying to say here?
1: <laughs> so, so both of those movies, though, the key, though, the key to the survival for the people, is that you, again? You've got these people that they they have no business surviving, and what it is though is that they have this other person that they're relying on, and there's this bond, there's this relationship, and so in both of them, it's 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 about love and how love makes them stronger. Uh, by depending on the other person and the other person having to depend on them. And so at the same time, this movie, it works with that same thing. You you basically, you've got this relationship that builds. It's this bond between the boy and the wolf. And they both have to depend on each other at certain times. And so... You know, the wolf may not have made it in this movie. Don't want to spoil too much, but it uh, had <laughs> not been for the boy, you know, because uh, at some points it's sure. the boy carrying the wolf. And then at other points, it's like the wolf actually saving the boy. So, um, so yeah. again... It- at times, again, so like this movie again, like where, how do you market this movie? Because it's like okay, it's a chick flick in a way. It's a it's a rough and tough like guy movie in a way, and then it's kind of like mm. Annie in a way. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and with some good three hundred uh, CGI. Yes. yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's great. I, I actually really like those two: uh, the mountains between us and a drift. That, that's um, that's a great point. And um, I guess I'll, I'll combine my next two as well because they go right along with what you were just saying. I think yours are actually a little better than what I'm about to say uh, because you tied in the whole um, the two characters uh, helping each other to survive, whereas mine are more uh, one person survival stories. Uh, that's the Revenant and Castaway. Ah, okay. Um, yeah so the revenant was more of the uh more of just like the the grueling like you know dealing with uncompromising you know wilderness and all that whereas castaway is more of like the ingenuity and the uh you know being able to deal with uh with your circumstances and all okay. that um but you know the the two combines along with what you were just saying there uh of of their shared um, experience and uh, helping each other through these, uh, y- you know, the these tribulations, so right. to speak. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I-, I think the four of them combined definitely um, kind of paint the picture of the kind of survival story that this is. Which, I mean, really, when you get down to the bottom of it, this is a survival movie.
1: Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, The Revenant yeah. Uh, it was and, one uh, I had on my list for sure as well. Um, oh yeah I, for again again sure. uh the revenant is you know really uh like brutal uh, so th- th- that was one of the right, interesting yeah. things of this movie though is that this one shows like like here you here you are you're in a very dangerous um and could be very brutal environment, and the movie is just like beautiful, whereas like the revenant like it's very like bitter and like brutal and yes. just like, you know, just watching it you, you feel like unsafe. Whereas this one, it's just like, yeah. it's, it just paints such uh, it shows the beauty of nature. I guess that's what I'm saying as opposed to really um, sure. going in for the brutality and the ugliness and the meanness of nature. It more shows the, the, the beautifulness of nature. Um
0: Yeah, it it also shows along with the beautifulness of nature. It shows like, uh, and not in a um, like you were saying, like not not in such a brutal way. It shows what humans are capable of, you know, um, when when they live up to their potential. Um, And it's it's a beautiful way of of uh, of doing that story that that story of survival against such a a just insanely harsh environment. I certainly couldn't it <laughs> right. Discussion.
1: Exactly. Exactly. That's
0: <laughs> me and me and, me and Harvey <laughs> trying to get across the. Uh- <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I see Harvey dragging you. That's what I see. Like yeah, like yeah. It would be like up to him. Inch by inch. <laughs> 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 um, so, so, so yeah, what, what's, uh, what's, what's interesting, which I, and I didn't even, it didn't even click with me though, that, um, the, the uh, one of them that I thought of, and it, and it was mostly a specific, um, moment in the movie that made me think of this movie, but I kind of feel it ties into the Revenant, um, and that's the crow, Uh, of course the Revenant, you know, is supposed to be, Hmm. uh, the guy was supposed to be dead and, and then he comes back and then for revenge. And so, and that's how the crow ties into the Revenant. But the, there was just a moment in Alpha that, um, it was the part where they had left and they thought he was dead and, uh, he's, Hmm. you know, just laying there on the cliff And it's almost like in a way that he comes back to life. Um, it's this, uh, sure. especially it's very stylized the way that the, when he wakes up, there's actually like lightning and, and it, and it almost has like this Frankenstein moment also, but there was something about that moment sure. where there's the lightning and then he just opens his eyes. And, and I mean, of course, watching it, we know that he's alive because we know from the trailers, but still it was just sure. a very, very strong cinematic moment and for some reason when i saw that i was just like it just popped in my head to crow because um, it was almost like he he uh it just this movie shows how again like how you were saying how uh, what humans can do if they live up to the potential it's almost like it was like this individual is so strong that in that moment, it was almost like he was, you know, waking up and just saying, no, I'm not dying. You know, this is not going to be the end of me. And so it's just in that moment though, was very much to me. I just, I just said the crow to me.
0: (laughs) Sure. Yeah, no, it's, it's almost like a, like a resurrection Mm -hmm. type of thing. And, and him, uh, yeah, him, he, he couldn't, He couldn't find all that potential until he had, you know, gone to his absolute depths of like, you know, like almost going to die, like the absolute worst he could possibly get and that that's what leads them there and yeah i mean that, that that's such, that's such great breeding ground for a great story
1: Well, and that was the other thing and it, it, it was it, there was a vulture right that landed on him and then like went to peck mm-hmm. at him and then that was like the moment um <laughs> but yeah uh that was one of my favorite moments though that i i, I was like oh man <laughs> so that was yeah. our early on <laughs> uh yeah the the when he got thrown off the cliff and i was like whoa this this movie's great and then that one that was it I, was, I was like, oh, yeah, this movie's awesome. And the wolf hadn't even showed up yet.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> You're like, where is this wolf? Where's Chuck? Um, <laughs> so uh, my next puzzle piece, um, I'm going to bring it back to the cinematography that we were talking about a little bit ago here. Um, and this is not actually like a regular movie, but IMAX nature documentaries. Mm. Um because there're just some just amazing locations being shot in this and like we we've we've already talked a little bit about during this episode it's kind of hard to tell um what's real and what's not you know what's cgi and what's not um but whatever whatever it is it's it's gorgeous and it's like some really amazing looking locations and i mean you know this movie you know it, I, I absolutely, I mean, you know, we'll talk about it more at the end about our overall reviews, but I mean, you know, it, all all of the uh, the survival stuff and, and the, uh, you know, everything between the, the dog and the boy works. But even if it didn't, it would still get a ton of points for how beautiful mm-hmm. uh, the scenery looks. I mean, some just incredible shots that are like as good as anything that you would see in one of those kind of, uh, you know, nature documentaries. Oh,
1: yeah, definitely. No, I, I definitely agree with that.
0: Um, planet Planet Earth twenty thousand BC. They could have called it, you know.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah that's the thing You can't say enough how 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 just like beautiful it is to watch um but that's the thing though is that it, it not just watch so thematically as well at the same time there's some really really uh you know just good uh, themes there about um uh, sure. you know um humans getting along with nature uh, believing in yourself i mean there's just like so many different uh, really cool things to this movie um, oh, what, what, Before we got too uh, off off uh, distance, though, from what we were talking about with the uh, the like dark and like brutal type movies, um, two also that mm-hmm. came to mind for me were um, Platoon and Apocalypse Now, um, and okay. I couldn't recall which one specifically, but some of the cinematography, especially when you see the group when uh he's uh, you know with the with the whole tribe and then then when they meet up in the other tribe and they're walking through and you just see um you know all this nature again which should be like very very uh well it is very dangerous but at the same time it's also very beautiful just the way that it's shot um sure and um there was just something about that that just very much reminded me of a uh, platoon with, uh, them, and uh, the, and the, the, um, the group of them walking through, you know, the swampy and, and, uh, uh, the sun coming through like the trees and stuff like that. Sure. It just very much reminded me of that. And then also at the same time, the, um, the moment later on when it's just him and the wolf and they're walking and you see like that blazing yellow sun behind them in the background that just had very much to me, like a very apocalypse now like poster, um, feel to it. Uh, so, so, uh, here's the thing, you know, one of the Hughes brothers directed this movie, uh, Albert Hughes. And of course the Hughes brothers directed, Dead Presidents, which was a, yes. a movie about Vietnam. And so, I mean, I'm sure very much that Platoon and Apocalypse Now are, uh, you know, very influential movies for him anyway. So, um, again, uh, there was just something about the, the – uh, again, was so – weird about it and so different about it is that there wasn't a feel a feeling of dread or a feeling of like danger per se when you would see um these these moments when uh, you know they're heading into danger obviously but mm. in, in this movie it just like looked beautiful whereas like in in like platoon it, it's like you're not feeling that that feeling of wow, this is beautiful. No, you're like, oh, shit, what the fuck's going to happen next? (laughs) You know? (laughs) Uh, So, yeah. um, uh, Again, one of the very interesting things, though, about this movie is how it's able to just kind of, uh, you know, like take that and kind of dump it on its head. uh, Which, uh, again, very, very interesting.
0: Absolutely. Um, So my next puzzle piece is... Actually, uh, actually, my next two puzzle pieces are not movies. Um, okay. So I'm going to do them separately, though, because they're quite different from one another. Um, but the first one is actually a video game, and it is, um really would be the whole series, but specifically The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, which was the most recent <laughs> Legend of Zelda game. And uh, really with, with the whole series, there's – Especially in, like, the last, like, five or six of these games, there's there's always been elements of uh, working together with some form of animal. A lot of the times it's a horse. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, there's also been dogs in the games in, in the past as well. Um, which I, I believe actually there isn't Fallout, I think, a game where you've got a, a dog as a... Uh, as a right, buddy I'm the, but the one yeah <laughs> not, not sure about that but uh yeah, I could have brought that one up too but uh but no specifically zelda though because of the uh the, the kind of environments the fact um that you know no one's speaking english they speak like a uh like a like a fake made up you know old olden language and then with subtitles, uh, the, the survival, the elements, the, uh, you know, a lot of animals that they, they have to, uh, escape from, you know, big, scary animals. Also, Uh, living off of the environment, um, finding supplies, finding things to help them survive. Um, Mm -hmm. There was a lot, a lot of moments that really did feel very Zelda like in this and especially breath of the wild, which is certainly the most cinematic of the series um, probably because it's the newest. And so they've got the, you know, the technology and all that, but um, it, it definitely reminded me of that uh, a few times, actually, throughout the movie, as it was, as it was going through, a lot of it's it's a combination of the locations, the the survival elements that we've talked about, and as well as working together with uh, some form of an animal. In this case, a wolf. Yeah. And such a great game by the way. <laughs>
2: uh,
1: <laughs> well, I mean that's the thing is that I mean this movie in a way it's kind of cuz cause, cause it's a it's a journey so it kind of yes. has that that just like video game sort of uh feel to An it. An
0: adventure, yeah. 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 I only I only have one more puzzle piece by the way. How many more do you got?
1: Uh well total I I, I got a handful. <laughs>
0: Okay, <laughs> it's it's funny actually. Uh, I I was just talking to someone about uh, how you know piecing it together works, and one of the fun things I think about the show is how everybody brings something a little different to the show. Right. All the different co-hosts that I have. One one of the things that like you tend to bring to the show is a ton of puzzle pieces. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you always have the most of everybody, which I love. I think that's great. Yeah, that
1: and that and Zach Snyder.
0: <laughs> yes, that and Zack Snyder references Absolutely um, <laughs> Well, why don't you go ahead and do uh, Two or something and then I'll do um, one and Okay, then you can so do the right. Well, this
1: thing is I actually have two that are Related um, Perfect So, um, actually uh, The next one would be I Am Legend uh, the Okay The Will Smith movie um, And, and b- b-
0: Big is a relative term, but yes, I know what you mean <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, that is the thing, though, is that, okay, one of the things I really, really liked about this, and of course, I mean, we, we do spoilers, um, sure. this movie did not do the cliche, oh, there's a dog in the movie, the dog's going to die, so, <laughs> <Right>. uh, <laughs> that's one of the, the really cool things about this movie, is that I it was so
0: happy that the dog didn't die. Oh, I I was did, so me too, happy. me too.
1: Me too. <laughs> so anyway, so I am Legend though, because I was trying to think of, you know, what are what are some of the like, you know, boy and his dog movies, and I and and um, I mean, really, I couldn't even think of any, um, especially ones where the dog didn't die. I mean, uh, <laughs> but uh, I am Legend. You know, um, uh, the first half of that movie uh, is, of course, Will Smith and a dog. Uh, I think it's like a um, German Shepherd, maybe. And uh, yeah, they're just kind of, of, you know, uh, roaming around New York City uh, and like, especially like during the day, like, you know, doing whatever. So, I mean, this one really took like what that one did and really took it to like a whole new level because there actually was like a purpose outside of just being like a a normal dog companion, uh, which is, you know, what the case was there. And again, they didn't kill the dog. Um, But anyway, the other one though, was that the Don Johnson movie from, I don't remember if it was in the seventies or the eighties and I hadn't seen it in forever, but that was the, the movie, a boy and his dog. Um, which mm-hmm. um, it was uh, like like I am I am Legend set in you know post uh, apocalyptic, um, which again like this w- was the first movie where they actually done it in prehistoric times, which is very cool. But I really see the whole prehistoric times and post uh, apocalyptic times. There's there's some overlap there, um, sure, uh, which. The other thing that I thought was interesting because when I was thinking about this and those two movies was, you know, going back to another Hughes Brothers movie, but, um, you know, uh, Book of Eli, which um, if I remember right, I think he kills a dog in that movie, though. But anyway, uh, (laughs) (laughs) a little (laughs) darker, (laughs) totally, totally, totally different kind of movie. But again, that was like a movie where, uh, you know mostly about one person and they're on this journey. Um, so very similar in a way to I am legend, uh, boy and the dog. And then also, um, I mean, even, uh, like pathfinder and, and, the revenant, I mean, a lot of these, and even the crow, I mean, there, a lot of those are about, you know, like an individual person and they're on this journey. Um, it's just various different types of journeys and, um, But yeah, so uh, I am Legend is not a great movie. It's a good movie. I do like that movie. I hadn't seen it in forever, but um, yeah, I thought of that one.
0: Sure, Uh, absolutely. I've never actually seen A Boy and His Dog. I I I feel like I would like that. I need to. I saw it a long.
1: I saw it a long time ago, and. Yeah, kind of a little of that Mad Max kind of feeling, but it's like Mm -hmm. it's one of those big, like I don't even know what kind of dog that is, is big, fluffy, goofy kind of dogs. Um,
0: (laughs) I like (laughs) those kind of
2: dogs.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you, you, you might, you might, you might like it, but uh, yeah, it's been like, I mean, I'm talking like maybe. 25 years at least since I saw that movie and I didn't sure, love it at the sure. time. So I, it's not one that I would definitely recommend of this list. Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, I could totally like, cause I, I've certainly heard of it before. I know of the movie and yeah, I could totally see that.
1: Yeah. Sure. It was like a famous book if I'm not mistaking. Um,
0: I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. <laughs> right on. Um, well, I'll go ahead and do my next puzzle piece, um, which again is not a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but once, um, once the boy, I think his name is Kada. I think it was, was it something like that. Yeah, yeah, I've written it down, but right. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah. But once, once he and the, uh, the wolf started, uh, you know, uh, healing together in, in the cave, in the cave. And then mm-hmm. uh, he started trying to train him. And some of the, the, uh, like the training techniques he was using with the establishing dominance when it, you right. know, came to food and being pack leader and all that kind of stuff. Um, Caesar Milan, mm. I, I nice. hear here because, yeah, right. because his, uh, his training techniques are literally everything that the kid was doing to train this, uh, this wild dog, the first, you know, quote unquote, the first dog to ever be trained and, right. uh, be- become a, uh, sidekick to human beings. But, um, you know I, I don't think that that's really how it went down but uh <laughs> it sure it sure makes for a great story let's put it that right. way and and uh yeah caesar Milan is my uh my last puzzle no piece that
1: of. that's that's actually a nice one uh, <laughs> no no that, that's uh that's a very cool one um so i mean yeah um it, like some of uh uh, the like classic ways to train uh, your dogs yeah definitely he does use some of those um techniques uh, which yeah. uh, how he uh, knew about those techniques I don't know unless he's basically <laughs> inventing it so this yeah is, you know this is like it was uh, a hunch this is it was a Caesar hunch. Milan's like great 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 ancestor is what it is
0: Keta Milan That's his <laughs> <name>. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so what would your uh, next puzzle piece be? Well,
1: again, I got two that are kind of related and I I'm shocked. Mm-hmm. Shocked. You did not say the next one that I'm going to say.
0: Uh-oh, um, okay. The Jungle Book. <laughs> <laughs> you know what i had thought of the jungle book and i didn't write it down and then i didn't think of it again before we started recording i had crossed my mind at one point okay
1: so you know what you
0: you know what i'm putting it in my column (laughs) you just have to deal with that
1: so so again like there was a a very much a, a disney kind of feeling um at times with this movie and so yeah the jungle book and then I mean, then this one, this was like an obvious one, the Lion King, um, mm. the way he, I mean, at the very end where she holds up the puppy, I mean, come on. Oh yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. That was adorable. <laughs> no, exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
1: That, that's, that's the thing about this movie is that, I mean, I mean, just look at this list of, we're talking about. I, go, I had a couple of ones that I, that I guess I could go ahead and throw out there just to wrap up because they weren't really full, uh, like, pieces per se. Mm. One of them um, – Kind of goes back to what I was talking about earlier, though, about Annie and also War for the Planet of the Apes, uh, and that was actually Leon the Professional. Um, huh. <laughs> again, I I just had that, that that you know that odd odd couple kind of yeah. thing. and then especially the the forming of that relationship, especially with. The one person kind of being reluctant. Well, I guess both were kind of reluctant at different times. You know, at first sure. it was the wolf very reluctant to, you know, what is this human person trying to do? And then later, once the wolf like is healed, and the wolf's like, "Hey, I'm your, you're my buddy. Where are you going?" And kind of, you yeah. know, kind of following <laughs> along. So actually, the professional was the one that came to mind,
0: and I was like, "I oh. like that a lot. That's a great one. That's really great because that that that's really a really good." one because it, it kind of uh, takes the idea of these puzzle pieces and it really just finds something really different and interesting and i you know it totally makes sense right you know <laughs> i like that that's a really good one
1: <laughs> yeah well that that's the thing that's the other thing is that i mean like you, you say i bring all these different movies when i uh, all i that's the thing when i watch movies i think about other movies that i really like or that i don't yeah. want but for the most part it's movies that i really like and the professionals yeah. one that i really really like um which again Just It's interesting, too, when you start to think about all these different things and how they tie back into other movies and things like that. Of course, I mentioned Book of Eli, which, of course, is Gary Oldman, and he's in The Professional as well. But, again, it's like you you start to wonder, hey, maybe there is something to these influences and how they start to overlap and do weird things. Um, Because, again, Book of Eli, another one that I had thought of that's kind of similar to Book of Eli and then – this one's similar in a way, and that's the road. Uh, because this one starts out as son and his dad. You know, that's kind of yeah. uh, the movie of where it starts out with. And then once the boy gets left behind, it's him by himself, and then it becomes the boy and the dog. Um, but yeah. anyway, the road, the boy from the road is the boy from this movie. And I was like, Wow, I had no idea. Really? Yes. <laughs>
0: No way. Yes. Wow, I didn't even recognize them at all. Right? That's crazy.
1: I I I know and it's just like wow. <laughs> so yeah, anyway, uh, all the all, the way things kind of loop around and kind of bleed into each other. I always find that very um interesting when we're talking about all these different puzzle pieces and stuff.
0: Um that is awesome. <laughs> yeah. That is a great pull right there, man. Wow. <laughs> So. Well, uh, if if that's your last puzzle piece, then I I think I will do the finished puzzle right now. <laughs> so uh, this They're is definitely uh, the most everybody interesting
1: has to be the most interesting list I think of any of the movies oh, we've yeah. ever so far.
0: So this is gonna be a, this is gonna be a good one. Everybody, sit back, relax, <laughs> and uh, here we go. So we got three hundred Annie, Apocalypto, The Revenant, Pathfinder, Castaway. 10,000 B.C. The Mountain Between Us, Adrift, War for the Planet of the Apes, IMAX Nature Documentaries, uh, The Crow, Platoon, Apocalypse Now, I Am Legend, The Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild, Caesar Milan, uh, A Boy and His Dog, The Lion King, Leon the Professional, The Road, Book of Eli, and The Jungle Book. (laughs)
1: Whew. Well, you'd that have to put a, Book of Eli Because like, that's a Hughes Brothers movie But
0: Yeah, I know But I figured I would include it anyway <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a good list, man What a list of movies
1: it, It's a pretty awesome, awesome list, it is Because again, like okay. I was saying You got like, you know Family-friendly Disney And then you got like brutal, like violent. Yeah. And then, um, some chick flicks. I mean, it's, (laughs) uh, it's,
0: it's we were touching on it earlier, but I I think that's a big reason that they had such a hard trouble, hard time marketing this movie Mm -hmm. is, uh, is just the the mix of that, that violence and that beauty and like not knowing what to do. I mean, it it almost feels like a movie that should have came out like in a February, March and maybe been a bit of a sleeper, you know, like, or something like that. But, um, it's just, it's just not really a summer movie as much as I loved it, which we could get into our, uh, closing comments here and you know, our little review, you know, I loved this movie. Um, and I'm so excited to see it again tonight. Uh, but, uh, yeah no i'm definitely looking forward to seeing it again i i this is a movie i will own when it comes out for sure
1: oh yeah definitely no yeah i i loved it as well i i mean i was uh skeptical uh because of the pushback of the movie and being released for so long and then i'm like well it's only one of the hughes brothers it's like "Mm, is the magic of both gonna be there uh because i love the hughes brothers um Big fan of theirs. I have this is his
0: first time doing a uh, movie himself, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the first time
1: that either one of them has done anything, um, without the other one as far as uh, a feature film. Um, sure, but yeah, um, I, I love the you know, the Hughes Brothers since Minister Society. I love that movie. I love Dead Presidents and I love Book of Eli. Um, so I mean, uh, I was really really not i wanted this was one that i was like i hope it's great but mm, i'm not gonna hold my breath and then i was just blown away uh like uh just the cinematography is so great the cgi is great and then just the um the uh
0: the music too a really great score uh, michael Stearns who did uh, baraka and sam mm. um he did the music really good music as well yeah
1: no a very very just well done movie all around um um again uh it's one of those movies though where it's like you know i mean there aren't any big names in it or anything um mm-hmm. and so it, it really is one where it's just like it's hard for it to find its audience uh, cause they didn't yeah. really push it uh, as a, like, you know, um, uh, 10,000 BC, uh, 300 kind of movie. They didn't really push like that angle cause that's not really hot. <laughs> and then they, yeah. they, um, I mean, they, they pushed the, the, the whole dog angle, but, um, I don't know. I mean, um, I, I think. People also looking at the poster and the trailer or whatever were kind of like, eh, what, what is this movie? And again, I, yeah. that's the kind of stuff I like, though. I love movies that just kind of blend into sure. all kinds of different things that aren't just like you point your finger and you're like, this is the kind of movie it is. No, I want a movie like this that it surprises you with, um, you know, all that is in there. So, um, yeah.
0: You know, the good, thi- the good thing is that even though it's not doing that well, um, it is getting really great reviews. And I, I'm pretty sure it's getting a really good uh, cinema score as well. And, and that makes me happy because, like, I don't know about how your screening was, but with mine, it was a lot of families with little kids, which... You know, I was at first, I was like, God, what are these kids thinking of this? Like, right. you know, it's violent, right. scary. There's no English. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, you know, man, Albert Hughes is making a, uh, a new generation of, you know, art house film lovers. You know, right, right. <laughs> so hopefully, hopefully yeah. these kids, it'll, it's going to sink in that a uh, movie doesn't have to be, um, you know, dumb jokes and explosions all the whole time. Right. You know, it's. uh you know a movie can be challenging and uh i i kind of you know even though that makes it so difficult to market i'm i'm glad that you know hopefully some of these families and and young kids are going to see this movie and uh you know get get exposed to a different kind of a movie you right. know um Another thing I'm curious uh, now I'm going to, uh, as I do with every episode of piecing it together, uh, I always um, find some kind of a media contact and and send the episode to the Mm -hmm. director just for the chance, maybe one in a million that they would want to uh, take a listen, hear what we thought of our puzzle pieces and give us their feedback uh, on what we were right about and what we were wrong about. But I'd be really curious to know – and maybe he's already answered this. I, I haven't watched any interviews or anything yet. I'm curious why Albert uh, Hughes – like what drew him to this story? Because um, it, it does say that he wrote the story. The screenplay is by someone else, but it's, he's he has the story by credit on this. Hmm. Um I, I'm wondering what drew him to this story. Uh, if he's just a big dog lover, or if he just thought it was could make for an exciting, interesting movie, or w- what it is, because it's obviously pretty different from you know. Aside from we had Book of Eli in there, but I mean, it's pretty different from a lot of his other work. Um, right, right. I'm I'm curious. Um, no, I would I, mean, I would I'm glad he did. I
1: would suspect that um, that he either has or had a very strong bond with a dog in his life. And um yeah. I would I would guess that, that is the the big thing there. Because that's the thing, is that it's very much a um um like like I was saying about the relationship. You know, it's uh it's weird to say, but it it's a relationship movie, it is. Um sure. which is what uh it really makes it stand out. Um, and, 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 oh, one of the things I thought of is that I was wondering that if, if this kid, as he got older, cause, um, you know, there's that great. Uh, moment at the end where they go back to battle, um, and of course there's uh, not to battle but to hunt, and there's uh, sure. all those dogs with them, uh, which I I love that that moment. But uh I, I, I was wondering if <laughs> if the boy as he grows up if he was referred to as the dog father. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, you know what? Since you had that amazing pun just now, I, I got to mention, you had a really great pun on Facebook. Uh, Hugh's a good boy. <laughs> that, <laughs> you're you're full of them with this movie. I got to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, my God. Yeah. yeah. yeah well, great this is a great movie um i you know obviously most people uh listen to piecing it together after they see the movie to start breaking it down some but for anyone who didn't care about spoilers and did listen to the episode go see this movie because uh you, you you really should, especially to experience it in a theater, the biggest screen possible, because it's, it's just a gorgeous
1: movie. Now, that being said, though, it's almost probably a good spoiler to say, though, the dog doesn't die. Because here's the thing, is I know yes. that there are probably some people who are like... I ain't going to see that. The dog dies. Cause that's the thing is that right, most right. of the time you see a dog in a movie, it's like, okay, they're going to kill the dog and it's going to make me cry. Uh, but um, <laughs> this, this would be more along the lines. And, and, and um, I'm surprised I didn't put Benji on my list, but more along the lines of a Benji movie, you know, the uh, list is full. Uh, I know, I know, but uh, adventure, <laughs> a, 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 a but you know, there, 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 there is no death. As far as the uh, dog goes, so um, you're and it's there.
0: awesome for that.
1: Exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that's the thing: is that it can it, a movie like this, and it, it, it can make you cry, and they don't even kill the dog.
0: Man, right? <laughs> <laughs> that that's some pretty good filmmaking. If exactly, you exactly
1: exactly that's that, and I did post <laughs> this on Facebook, but yeah, I always didn't know which Hughes brother was my uh, favorite. Albert is my favorite. He's definitely my favorite (laughs) of the Hughes brothers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that sounds like a good place to wrap it up. Uh, Chad, you got anything you want to plug or anything?
1: No, I'm, I'm good. Um, uh, You know, uh, I'm kind of disappointed we're probably not going to get to record a Spike Lee um, Black Klansman episode, but I'm very happy uh, that we were able to do this one because yeah, this was uh, this was great. Um, and like I said, I've been a fan of the Hughes brothers uh, since the beginning, and I'm 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 always happy to see any time that a Hughes brothers have a, a new movie come out, and and this one with one of them by you know making a movie by himself, very very cool. Um, and I do hope that more people see it and uh, see it on the biggest screen possible. And 3D, the 3D is very, very cool because um, they, they have like these, uh, you know, uh, fireflies and all this different stuff. And and, and that oh, stuff yeah. actually does float towards you because. Um, um, oh, yeah, nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, uh, I saw this with my girlfriend, Melanie, and the part where the fireflies, she was actually like doing like little kids do reaching to try to grab the the fireflies. (laughs) It does have that effect where it's like actually like coming towards you. Uh, we saw it on. A cr-
0: I did read that. I, I read I read that that, that that this is one of the rare movies nowadays because they don't seem to do that right, much anymore. Right. But uh, they only do the depth thing. But they don't really throw things out yeah. at you anymore. But but this one that, had a that's lot awesome. of those moments yeah. where
1: there's like stuff floating around, uh, which also is kind of like uh, reminding me of three hundred because in, in Zack Snyder a lot of his movies there's always like little bits of fire like kind of floating around. Sure. And th- this does that, um, but. Um, I had a point, but I forgot what I was going to say. But anyway, yeah, uh, I didn't have anything to plug.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good to me. Uh, well, in that case, I guess we'll wrap it up. Uh, thanks again for being on the show. Maybe we will get around to that Black Klansman episode one of these days. We'll see if we can fit it in soon. Right. But uh, if not, if not, we'll get you on again soon. Okay. Sounds good.
1: Hello, geeks and geekheads. I'm Steve Megatron, and if you're looking for a podcast that covers a vast array of geeky topics, then check out Altered Geek. Altered Geek covers superheroes, Star Trek, pop culture, comics, film, television, animation, gaming, tech, and more. So check out Altered Geek, and get altered, get geeky with the Altered Geeks every Friday on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud, Blog Talk Radio, and the Geekcast Radio Network.
0: All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation about the movie Alpha, and I really hope you went out and saw it. Um, Obviously, we get into spoilers on this show, so, you know, hopefully you went and saw it first. But, you know, if you're the kind of person who doesn't really care about spoilers, then go see it now because you just listened and you hadn't seen it. And I don't know exactly who I'm talking to, but you know what? Go see the movie. Um, I want to let you guys know I've been a guest on a bunch of podcasts recently recently. Um, I was just on the Open Mic podcast, which you can find on uh, Apple Podcasts. I'm also on Who's This Network, uh, which you go to Facebook to uh, find out more about that. And I also just recorded guest appearances on Green Room Radio and VR Side Chats, which should uh, both be up any day now. So, uh, yeah, I'm getting around, getting on a bunch of other podcasts, having a lot of fun talking about movies, talking about music, and uh, just generally... Getting in this whole podcast world. Which, speaking of which, you should be following our show on Twitter, at PiecingPod. That's where I'm the most active, between there and our Facebook group, Piecing It Together, a movie discussion group. Those are the two best places to chat with us about movies, chat with us about uh, the puzzle pieces that we discuss here on the show, and you know, please get in touch. We want to hear more from uh, you guys that are listening. There's a lot of people listening, and that makes me very happy because I really enjoy doing the show, and I want to know that the people are out there listening, so uh, get in touch. Let me know how you're enjoying it add anything you want to the conversation, I'll read it here on the show. So definitely get in touch. And with that said, hmm, I think that about covers it. Make sure you're subscribed, rate and review us if you like. And uh, you know what? If you remember, if you've been listening since episode nine when we did Isle of Dogs, uh, back then I played a song to close out the episode from my comedy side project, The Pup Pups, which is all songs about my dogs. Uh, You know, I might actually finish this album one of these days. I've been really thinking about it a lot lately. But you know what? I think every time we do a movie that has something to do with dogs, I'm going to play a Pup Pup song at the end of the episode. And since I I only have a few of them done so far. It doesn't really give me a lot to choose from, so I really got to get back to this album and uh, get this thing made. It's just so hard because I'm not a really good guitar player, so it's hard to translate the ideas in my head into actual songs, but it's going to happen. But uh, I played for you last time Big Bright Eyes on the Isle of Dogs episode, so today for the Alpha episode, this is a very un-Alpha song, but you know what? It's probably my second favorite of the ones that I've already recorded. This is called Covered in Blankets.
2: Sadie covered in blankets. Sadie covered in blankets. Sadie covered in blankets. Every day. Every day. Heart.